Have you thought this through? No way will that work. Are you sure? Is there any money in that? You'll never make any money doing that. How are you going to pay the mortgage? Just get a job. Welcome to the Savvy Entrepreneur Show. We're broadcasting here on WLCB 101.5 FM, based in the greater Chicago-Milwaukee area. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business person or thinking about becoming one, this show is for you. I'm Doris Nagel, your host for the next hour. I'm a crazy entrepreneur myself, and I love helping other entrepreneurs. I've counseled lots of startups and small businesses over the past 30 years, but I've also started or helped start at least nine different businesses. I have seen a lot of mistakes, and I've made plenty of them myself. So the Savvy Entrepreneur Show really has two goals, to share helpful information and resources, and two, to inspire. Hopefully make your journey as an entrepreneur faster and easier, and maybe just a little bit more fun. To help with that, I have guests every week on the show who are willing to share their stories and advice. And this week's guest is Joey Frayne. Joey is a technology investment manager for something called the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, often called by its shorthand name, the WEDC. His primary role at the WEDC is to work with entrepreneurs, investors, service providers, and government officials to help high-tech startup and early stage businesses with their funding needs. The WEDC has a number of programs, including one that we're going to talk about in particular today called the Qualified New Business Venture Tax Credit. Now, prior to working at the WEDC, Joey worked in wealth management and his family business. He holds a bachelor's degree in economics and a certificate in entrepreneurship from the University of Iowa. He grew up in Dubuque, Iowa, where his family was a Little Caesars franchisee for over 30 years. He currently lives in Madison, Wisconsin with his wife, his two daughters, a dog, and he says he enjoys hockey and especially coaching his two girls along with mountain biking and running. Joey, thanks so much for being on the show today and being willing to share a little bit about the WEDC and the New Venture Business Tax Credit. Welcome to the Savvy Entrepreneur Show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here and be able to talk about what we're doing at WDC to help entrepreneurs. Yeah, lots of exciting things going on in Wisconsin these days. So let's start out by just talking a little bit about what is the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation? Why was it created and when and what does it do? Yeah, sure. So Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation or WDC we consider ourselves to be the lead economic development uh, organization in Wisconsin. So we're really looking to lead economic development efforts across the state. You know, we're looking to do that by providing resources, uh, operational support, financial assistance to companies, partners, and communities across Wisconsin. So we work with right now more than 600 partners across the state, which those include our you know, regional economic development organizations, academic in institutions and industry clusters, 
I mean, we're really looking just to create solutions to, to help business communities and people maximize their potential in Wisconsin. So WDC was created back in, I believe, 2012. So I wasn't with WDC at the, at the creation. I've been with the organization for just about six years, but I, I was created back in 2012. And it was really an offshoot of before WDC, the Wisconsin Department of Commerce is what provided you know, economic development activity in Wisconsin. And there was you know, a thought process across the state that by setting up WDC, looking to have this uh, public-private partnership would be the best way to kind of move forward with economic development efforts. So that's, that's when WDC has been created. Like I said, roughly about eight years ago, I've been with the organization for just over, or just about six years. So is it an agency or is it more of a, a public-private partnership? Yeah, so we are, yeah, we're a public-private partnership. And probably the, the simplest way to, to explain how we're set up at this point you know, we receive a block grant from the state of Wisconsin budget to, to do the work that we do. And then we have a board of directors that we work with. And that board of directors is going to be made up of uh, some elected officials. So we have four elected officials on our board of directors. And then we have other people from the business ecosystem across Wisconsin. And that board's going to work with our management team to allow us to come up with the programs that we're going to provide out to businesses across Wisconsin. So I think that's the simplest way to explain how we're set up, you know, public-private partnership, consider ourselves to be a quasi-public agency. So a lot of what we do is governed by program guidelines. We do have some programs that are statutory in nature, and QMBV, or the Qualified New Business Venture Program that we're going to talk about, is, is one of the statutory programs. But the majority of our programs we have are created kind of in, you know, working with our board of directors, working with our management team, and doing that via uh, program guidelines, where when the Department of Commerce is around, if we were a fully state agency, uh, everything would be created via statute. So from a big picture perspective, how does the WEDC fit in with all the other programs and resources that the state of Wisconsin has to support small businesses and entrepreneurship? Yeah, I mean, I think from a, kind of a high level, you know, we, you know, we work with those partners. So we come up with programs across our division. So you know, maybe a simple way to kind of to look at that is, you know, we have programs that would be considered more traditional economic development. So looking to work with, you know, companies that are in Wisconsin that are looking to grow, uh, looking to work with companies or looking to move to Wisconsin, you know, looking to work with communities to help them have projects, things like that. So that's, you know, we have regional economic development directors across the different regions of the state that are kind of working on that level. I would consider kind of more traditional economic development. We have an international team who's working with businesses to help them with their international business development. And then we have my team, which is the Division of Entrepreneurship and Innovation. And we're really looking to support entrepreneurs across Wisconsin and do that in a few ways. Uh, have three direct assistance programs currently. That's my role to manage. And then we have other programs that are geared to work with partners. And those partners could be you know, other nonprofits, other economic development organizations, universities, industry clusters, you know, organizations looking to support entrepreneurs. So I'd say from kind of the high levels, we're looking to, you know, have our programs that, that are going to, like I said early on, lead the economic development efforts of the state, but also working with these partners. And they're going to have programs that are going to be complementary to what we do. Well, I'm curious, just from a personal level, how and why did you get involved with the WEDC? What was it that attracted you about it? Yeah, so I'd say uh, for me, you know, I guess personal story a little bit is I, I was with an organization, like I 
or you said early on introducing me, worked in the wealth management investment world for the majority of my career before coming to WDC. The organization that I was with had, uh, they were acquired or merged with another group. Um, and the culture would just kind of change a little bit with that acquisition. So at that point, I had been there for seven, eight years, and it was just at the point where I was ready for a new challenge. Um, you know, I think the the fact that, you know, they had that merger slash acquisition kind of led me to, to start looking. So at that point, just was, you know, looking at different opportunities out there. And the other thing you mentioned in my intro is I grew up with my parents being entrepreneurs, more on the Main Street side. As you said, they were Little Caesars franchisees. So, you know, working in that business growing up, always kind of being around entrepreneurs, it's something I always had interest in, whether that was, you know, do I do something on my own? Do I take over their business? Had some educational experience around entrepreneurship at the University of Iowa. So as I was kind of looking for a new role, both kind of in wealth management or opportunities to, you know, see what else was out there, I found this role at the, the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. So put my resume in and started talking to the team. And the more I learned about it, I thought it was just kind of a good fit based off of my personal background, my professional background. And, you know, here I am six years later, still doing it and just really enjoying, you know, being able to help these businesses across Wisconsin. It's, it's great to go to work every day, you know, realizing you're here to try to help those businesses. And also, you know, it's awesome just to, to talk to these entrepreneurs. They're all very passionate about what they're doing. So, you know, every day I talk to a new entrepreneur that has a different idea and that they're super excited about. So it's just, it's really easy to go to work uh, when you get to work with people that are so passionate about what they do. And I have a passion for helping them, you know, try to reach their goals. Well, and it must be very rewarding to see, particularly since you've been there now for a few years, to see some of the progress and some of the positive impacts, which we'll, we'll I hopefully talk about a little bit later in the show. You know, let's turn our attention to the focus for today, which is the Wisconsin Qualified New Business Venture Tax Credit. That's a mouthful for most of us. Talk a little bit about what it does and who is it's designed to help. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah, it is a mouthful, right? I know I struggle. People struggle daily to say, you know, Qualified New Business Venture or QMBV even is a little bit of a tongue twister. So, I mean, let's just start on a high level. The program was created to incent equity investment in technology-based businesses in the state of Wisconsin. And as I talked about a little earlier, kind of our setup, a lot of what we do is not statutory in nature, but this program is uh, is one of the few programs that WDC has that's a statutory program. And the reason for that is, is it carried over from the Department of Commerce. So when WDC was formed, you know, this program came to, to WDC from the Department of Commerce. So the, the inception of the program was actually back in 2005. It was created via, uh, like I said, a statute. A lot of people refer to it not only QMBV, but you'll hear a lot of people call it the Act 255 program because that's yeah. the act that that's the act that created the program. And again, I wasn't there back in 2005 when it was created. You know, say being here six years, but from my knowledge, as I've learned about the program, really I think the thought process back then when it was created was starting to see more early stage opportunities in Wisconsin. At that point, we're seeing, you know, I think WDC was seeing or the ecosystem was seeing a lot of bioscience type opportunities. And a lot of those opportunities were coming out of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And, and we know they're an investor base in Wisconsin. So there is you no know, capital to be utilized in the state. But being a Midwestern state, being Wisconsin, that capital is generally conservative. So, 
you know, the state, the ecosystem developers or builders really were looking to see what they could do to try to incent the capital in the state to, to put some of that capital towards these early stage companies. Like I said, looking to grow, growth oriented technology based businesses because those investments are going to be risky investments. You know, a lot of these companies are an idea. You know, there's just a lot of risk involved to, to, try to get these companies off the ground, but if they are successful, you know, they have, you know, strong growth potential. So what could the state do to, to incent that investment? Um, and this program was created and what the program allows companies to do is they raise, uh, they receive cash from investors. Uh, the investor is going to receive equity in the company for that cash investment. And then the investor is going to be able to take a 25% uh, tax credit on their Wisconsin income tax. Uh, based off of that investment. So it's really been the state's way to try to incent investment into these these companies. And, you know, it's also de-risking that investment a little bit on the front end because the investor is going to at least receive 25% of their money back via that income tax credit. Well, just to clarify, because I've, I saw somewhere somebody referred to this as like an angel credit, which I guess angel firms and venture capital firms would certainly be targets, but does this credit allow even individual investors or family offices that are investing, in, you know, their their family's wealth? It, it's not just limited to venture capital and angel investors, right? No, it's not. So basically, um, you know, we can get a little a little technical here, but the program provides two tax credits. So the one credit is going to be the angel tax credit. And the second credit, or the the second credit it provides, is called the early stage seed credit, or that's the credit that's going to go to venture funds. So primarily, the the people or entities that are going to invest in these companies are going to be, you know, I think just to keep it as simple as we can, three different sources. So you're going to have individual angel investors, and that could be, um, you know, that could be your neighbor, that could be, um, you know, kind of people that you know, kind of that family and friends network. Uh, take that one step forward, that angel investor could be someone that has had success, you know, either as an investor or as an entrepreneur. And now they're looking to make investments into, to, uh, into early stage companies. Or you have, you know, angel groups or networks that will pool their capital together to make the investment. And I guess what that would be is you'll just have a, a group of high net worth individuals that will create, you know, an LLC or an entity to make make the investment um, into the early stage companies. So those kind of three groups of people, you know, the angels slash angel groups, they're going to receive what's called the angel tax credit. Um, if a company is certified in the program, that credit, uh, you know, like I said, 25% tax credit, uh, going to be um, an offset of the Wisconsin, their Wisconsin income tax. So to receive that credit, uh, you're going to want to, you know, you have to be a Wisconsin taxpayer because the credits, you know, non-transferable, sellable, or refundable. Uh, the other credit that I mentioned, the early stage seed credit, which it all falls under the same umbrella, that's the credit that we actually issue out to venture funds. So an offshoot of this program is we work with venture funds, whether they're Wisconsin-based venture funds or uh, we work with a lot of out-of-state venture funds to qualify them as venture funds. And then at that point, they're able to receive what's called the early stage seed credit. And that credit is going to be uh, issued to the venture funds. And that can that credit is actually able to be sold or transferred. So, you know, uh -huh. a lot of the venture funds we work with have an LP base made up of, you know, in Wisconsin investors. So they're just going to get the tax tax credit uh, and, and K-1 that credit out to their, their investors. Uh, but some of the funds we work with might be out of state, might have, you know, LPs out of state. 
or have an LP base made up of, you know, I guess organizations or entities that can't use the tax credit. So they are able to sell the credit. Uh, so there's a market out there where there's, you know, people, organizations that look to buy the tax credit. So yeah, it's all kind of falls under the same program, but we're actually issuing out two different credits depending on the makeup of who the investor is. Yeah, I guess that that's really interesting. I had thought through that, but it's great if you're a high net worth individual in Wisconsin thinking about investing within the state in a tech company. That's great. But obviously, it's also great for the state and for small businesses in Wisconsin, even if the venture capital fund is based in Silicon Valley, uh, you want them to be incented to invest in Wisconsin companies because that's a good thing for the businesses and for the economy of the state, right? Correct. Yeah. And we've been, you know, we see, you know, you're seeing more and more investors, you know, venture fund investors either, you know, popping up throughout the Midwest or, you know, looking to the Midwest for investments. So, you know, yeah, we're looking to work with them. You know, hopefully the tax credit incentive will, you know, help um, help them look at Wisconsin based companies. And we are, you know, working with more and more out of state venture funds. Hmm. Well, I think I read somewhere that there was recently a change in the in this program in the laws. Is that right? Yeah, there was. Uh, so let's see. A couple see. years ago? Yeah, a couple years ago, there was, um, you know, a, a change in the statute. And what that change was, so, I mean, again, can get into a little bit, but when a company gets certified into this program, they're able to offer up to $3 million in tax credits to their investors. So, you know, with that $3 million in tax credits, so that allows them to raise $12 million. Sorry. Uh, $12 million before the program. So the the max is at 3 million. So they can raise up to 12 million, allows them to raise, uh, to issue 3 million in credits out to their investors. Uh, the change was made uh, is before investors were, or companies were able to offer up to only 2 million in tax credits. So they were able to raise uh, up to $8 million. So basically raise the cap of credits to allow uh, companies to um, raise a little more capital and still incent that tax credit. So. Interesting. Yeah, just to, you know, to obviously get more cash flowing and, and you know, the, the, the reality is that for some of these companies, particularly in the healthcare segment, which is a segment I'm pretty familiar with, sometimes there's a lot of money that's needed up front to do clinical trials or uh, even basic research. It's, it's, it, the investment is pretty daunting, so this probably helps more companies who need that kind of cash early on, right? Correct, yeah, and I think that was a lot of, you know, the push on, you know, raising that cap was exactly what you say is the companies out there that are uh, looking to to do stuff that needs, you know, some sort of FDI, FDA approval, you know, clinical trials, you know, they're going to need to raise a vast sum of money to to get something across the finish line or get something to the point where, you know, other organizations going to pick it up to, to get across the finish line. So, you know, raising that cap gives those companies a little more room to raise some more capital. So is this program unique to Wisconsin? Because I know this this show streams to it streams worldwide. So there may be people outside of Wisconsin who are listening in. Is this something that other states have or is this a pretty unique program? No, definitely not unique to Wisconsin. Um, other states do have uh, angel credit programs as well. Um, you know, I think what's maybe been unique to Wisconsin a little bit is that this program has been around since 2005, you know, straight through, you know, no interruptions. 
Um, I haven't taken a look at other states recently, but I know over my six years at WDC, you know, every year or two, we'll kind of look and see kind of what other states are doing. And it seems like with some of the other states, the programs might kind of come in and out um, to kind of depending on what's going on and, you know, in their, in their, the political environment. So, but it is something that other states do have. And they all, I mean, I'd say they all have kind of unique, unique twists, right? What the percentage of tax credit might be different. Uh, you know, the amount of tax credits available for investors might be different. You know, cash you know, the on. kind of companies that, that are yeah. qualified. So they all kind of have their unique plays on a, on the program, but there are other states out there that have tax credit programs. Um, you know, someone next door to us, for instance, I know, I guess I don't know where it stands currently because I haven't looked at it, but Minnesota has had a tax credit. Um, I think even you mentioned Illinois. I think Illinois had one. Um, again, not sure where they are currently just because I haven't looked at it, but, you know, I know both those states have had them before as well. Well, you know, speaking of kinds of companies that can take advantage of this program, what kind of companies is this program really targeted for or are particularly well suited to take advantage of this program? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, on uh, just kind of a, a high level, you know, simple overview, the kinds of companies that it makes sense would be, you know, obviously companies that are looking to raise equity capital from investors, but also companies that have some sort of, you know, technology innovation and also have the ability to grow, right? Look, an opportunity that investors going to be interested in because of the, the growth that the company might be able to um, achieve, you know, scale that they're looking to, to do. So, you know, as I mentioned, this program is statutory in nature. Uh, so I think, you know, it's a good question for me just to give you a quick overview of kind of what the statute looks for, because really ultimately that is, that's going to kind of drive us to a company that this, this makes sense for. So the statute yeah. looks for a few things, you know, number one, obviously it's a Wisconsin benefit. So the statute's looking for the company to be headquartered in Wisconsin you know, have the majority of the management team here looking for the employment base to be in Wisconsin. So 51% of both headcount and payroll employees need to be in Wisconsin. Uh, looking for early stage companies. So we define that by uh, less than 10 years old, less than 100 employees, and hasn't raised more than $10 million in, in private capital. And then lastly, kind of, so you're kind of, I think it circles back to your question is, you know, type of business. So like I said, looking for a company that's engaged or committed to engage in, you know, some sort of innovation by creating, you know, technology. So some good examples of that or easy examples are, you know, a biotechnology, uh, bioscience opportunity, you know, looking to do some sort of computer software, computer ho uh, hardware, or really looking to provide a service that's going to be enabled by some sort of, you know, differentiating proprietary technology. So I'd say kind of pretty standard, you know, when you look out there at where investors are putting their money, those are the type of companies the statute's looking for. Well, and those are those are as you alluded to earlier, those are high risk companies because they do need often a lot of capital and a lot before they're profitable. They're also in fields that are changing very, very quickly. And you know, the failure rate's pretty high for a lot of those kind of companies, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. I mean, they're, like you said, these companies are looking to, you know, innovate in something, right? So a lot of times they're looking to kind of change, change the way something's done or, you know, change the norm. So there's going to be a risk there to to try to get, you know, mark, market adoption, it's going to be a risk that the market's not going to be, you know, big enough. So yeah, they're just going to be risky in nature from the standpoint, as you said, the companies are really early, uh, you know, they're going to need capital to 
to get their product off the ground, you know, bring bring a team on to to execute on the product, to market the product and, and see if they can, you know, find the revenue that they think is out there for it. So just, you know, risky in nature. And, you know, at the earliest stage, uh, like you said, a lot of these companies, you know, won't make it, but hopefully, hopefully the capital can get them there. So. Yeah. You know, I'm curious. So this is this is kind of in some ways an indirect incentive for small business growth in Wisconsin. Right. In other words, it's not a tax credit directly to the startup company itself. It's not a grant to them. It's it's indirect in the sense that it's incenting investment in those companies. I'm curious, what kind of mechanisms are in place to make sure that the benefit to the investor trickles down to the the company they're investing in? Yeah, sure. So a couple of things kind of in the statute really looking, like you said, uh, this is not going to be a direct, you know, direct cash or a tax credit to the company. It's going to be a tax credit to the investor to, to incent them to give capital to the company. And that's going to be their benefit, right? Is there you know, hopefully going to get capital from the investors to, uh, you know, move forward with what they're looking to do. But, you know, there are a few things kind of built in the statute really around that I guess would be considered kind of protection mechanisms. And kind of the first is from the company perspective, once an investor uh, puts their, their capital into the early stage business, uh, they're required to hold that investment for at least three years. Uh, if they don't, then the tax credit would be revoked. Uh, by the Wisconsin Department of Revenue. So really, that's kind of, I think the statutes, that's the statute's way of protecting the company, right? We're looking for these investors to be making, you know, long-term investments in the company, not just investing to get a tax credit, because it's not going to benefit the company um, to try to have to figure out a way to, you know, buy that investor out um, in the near term, right? Because as you right. said, they're they're looking to grow, they're, you know, not going to necessarily be profitable, you know, cash is king for them at that point. So the statute does have that built in there that, you know, we're looking for the investor to at least hold that investment for three years. And if they don't do it, you know, we'll get notified on that. And then we'll notify the Department of Revenue who's going to look to revoke that tax credit. And then kind of an, another offshoot of that, and this is really to kind of protect, you know, I'd say more the state's interest in things is we also, once companies issue out tax credits to investors, the statute requires them to stay in Wisconsin for three years. Um, so again, kind of similar thing is we're not looking for a company to move into Wisconsin, uh, you know, and send investment based on the tax credit and then move outside the state. So if the company would move with it within that three-year timetable, the state would claw back the credit and then the company would owe us uh, the amount of credits they issue out to their investors back to the state. So in the first year, they owe us 100%, second year, 80%, third year, 60%. So again, uh, looking for companies to, you know, grow hopefully and build you know long-term businesses in the state of Wisconsin yeah. as well as looking for the investors to be making long-term investments that they're going to put the cash into the companies and you know hold that investment to hopefully you know help these companies move along and be successful. Fantastic. All right well we have to take a quick break for station identification and a word from a couple of our sponsors. Folks stay tuned we'll be right back with our guest this week Joey Frame who is with the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. He's here this week talking about the WEDC and some of its programs. So stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with Joey. Hi there, folks. This is Doris Nagel, and you're listening to the Savvy Entrepreneur Show. We're here this week with our guest, Joey Frain, who was kind enough to join us from the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, or WEDC. 
He's here this week to talk about some of the WEDC's programs and in particular something called the Wisconsin Qualified New Business Venture Tax Credit. Now, before the break, Joey, we were talking about some of the mechanics and who might be qualified for it and how it actually works. I'm curious now to talk really about some of the some of the successes and some of the some of the stories, some of the statistics of how this program has helped Wisconsin businesses. So this is probably really the fun part of the program, right? And probably the most rewarding for those of you who work with these companies. Talk a little bit about some of the successes, some of the ways that this program has helped businesses in Wisconsin. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, that's, you know, one thing that we do on a yearly basis is, you know, we're going to collect a report from each one of the companies that we have in the portfolio uh, just to kind of see where they're at. And it allows us to do a couple of things is, you know, make sure there's still a company still meeting the statutory requirements of the program. So, you know, still in Wisconsin, you know, still doing what they said they were going to do when they applied for the program. But it also allows us to collect, you know, some metrics on what they're doing. So, you know, how many employees they have, what the average salary they're paying how much capital they've raised, either that's, you know, been utilized with the tax credit or, you know, other private investment, you know, grant funding, things like that. So, you know, really that's one way we're kind of measuring the program on a yearly basis is just kind of looking to see, see where the companies are at. So, as I said, you know, program was created back in, in 2005. So, you know, it's grown over those times. And I'd say, you know, I think one thing that would be a good measure of success is just to see the the funding ecosystem grow in the state of Wisconsin. You know, even in my six years at, at WDC, seeing more, you know, angel investors out there looking to make investments. Like I said, seeing more funds, whether they're in-state venture funds being created or out-of-state venture funds looking to invest in companies. So, you know, that's been one thing that's been excited for, for me to see is just, you know, the continued growth of the investing ecosystem, um, which in turn, which in turn is, you know, growing the amount of companies we're seeing, you know, even in the, in the current times we're living in, you know, over the last how many months, you know, nine months, I guess we're probably almost at here is having tons of conversations with entrepreneurs that are, they're starting companies. So even kind of in the times we're living in, there's just a lot of activity going on in the state, which is cool yeah. to see. I mean, there's a lot of activity going on in all across the state, not only, you know, Madison, but you know, Milwaukee and, you know, talking to companies up in the Green Bay area, you know, Fox Cities, over in Eau Claire, La Crosse, you know, just seeing stuff, you know, across the state, not just focused in Madison. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, I've, like you, I talk with lots of different entrepreneurs and people who support entrepreneurs. You know, it's interesting. One common theme I've heard is that entrepreneurship seems to really have taken off because of COVID. Either people are working from home and maybe have a little more quiet time and some time for reflection. People have had their jobs disrupted, you know, working for big companies. They've been laid off or furloughed. They don't like it. They've been thinking about different things. And it sounds like you're seeing some of the same kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, I said I've been, you know, I've been busy. I feel like every week I'm having you know, more and more conversations with, with the entrepreneurs, right? Every week, my calendar is, you know, pretty full, just having conversations with, with people starting stuff. And, you know, those are both, you know, businesses that, you know, are going to fit into um, what we do with the QMBB program or, you know, the other few programs that I manage, 
or you know maybe they they might not be a fit for that because it can be a more you know mean street business opportunity but someone that's going to be a fit for one of our partners right so yeah i feel like my calendar has just been you know super full of having those conversations which has been good because you know in normal times a lot of those conversations we have is because we spend a lot of time out at different entrepreneurial events right so you have just you meet a lot of people there you know just kind of have those ad hoc conversations you know when you're at those events so it's it's been fun to you know know that without even without those in-person events that i'm still having the conversations that i expect to have and like i said it seems like having more more than ever great i'm i'm delighted to hear that so you know back to the reporting and metrics of success i'm curious whether you've got any kind of hard numbers or even stories and anecdotes of companies that are success stories because of this program or maybe indirectly because of this program? Yeah, sure. So like I said, we we collect that data every year, put it out on a report that we'll you know, put on our website, send out to our stakeholders. So, you know, for instance, just can give you some some numbers on kind of what we saw for 2019 results out of the uh, qualified new business venture program. So right now we're still, obviously investments are still being made in 2020 and, you know, we won't collect that data to kind of early, early next year. So have the data from the year previous, but, you know, of the companies in the QMBV program in 2019, we saw those companies receive 488.3 uh, million in investment. Uh, and with that, we issued just about, just under 15 million in tax credits. So that 488 million an investment was made up of, you know, roughly 58 million in, in investment that qualified for the credits. Uh, we, see, we saw those companies receive 38 million in grants and then another 391 million in kind of other private investment. And that could be just investment that's not going to qualify because it might be out of state investment, could be uh, investment that maybe was done as a convertible convertible debt or debt investment that's you know downstream going to turn into equity. So that's kind of some of the numbers that we saw from 2019 or 19. Um, just kind of looking at, uh, you know, another thing that we measure. Uh, so that in the company, so it's 240 companies that made that up. Uh, saw those companies, wow. yeah, saw those companies have uh, just under 4,000 uh, employees. And then the salary that, that was the average wage, which is always something that we like to look at is they paid an average salary of just over 73,000, which is well above what the Wisconsin mm -hmm. annual mean wage of just right. was about 49,000. So, right. you know, that, so these that's, are not just jobs. These are good jobs. Yeah, yeah. Good paying jobs, right. That are, you know, there's so going to be some economic development or economic, you know, impact based on the back to the state, you know, based on what these people are doing in the community, right. They're paying, you know, property taxes, they're, you know, obviously spending money in the communities, things like that, because like you said, they're good paying jobs. So that's kind of the, some of the stuff that, um, you know, we've looked at kind of in our report, you know, from a company success standpoint, I mean, there's a lot out there. I guess I don't want to pick just one because, you know, don't want to be playing favorites, but, you know, you know, we've seen successes of, you know, obviously companies having exits, you know, selling to, to larger corporations, you know, so having exits you know, seeing companies grow. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that's really to be determined. You know, I think there's been a lot of, like I said, in the six years I've been doing this, I think there's been a lot of progress, a lot of activity going on. So I think there's a lot of stories out there still that are to be told. And I'm kind of excited to see what happens there, you know, because the benefit there is going to be is, you know, 
when they have some some of these companies that are out there in our portfolio right now have successes you know we're going to see capital flow back in into the ecosystem right the investors that have invested in them they're going to have capital come back and hopefully you know obviously the founder and employees that are working for these companies uh you know they're going to get some capital cycle back to them and hopefully we'll see you know these these founders become repeat founders and we'll see the employees that work for these companies now they're starting their own company or you know maybe they're now investing in these early stage companies so i think that's really going to be excited to see hopefully that play out and see the ecosystem kind of develop from there you know i'm listening to your numbers from 2019 and they sound impressive but i guess it might be helpful to have some kind of sense of the growth of the program you know from a your number standpoint, it's hard for somebody who isn't working with the program to know, is that a big number? Is that a small number? Is that is that like huge growth compared to where you started? Any sense that you can give to those numbers to give them some perspective? I think, you know, one thing that we've seen and I'm just kind of looking at the numbers is obviously the amount of credits that we issue each year has grown. So I guess the, the report I have in front of me and the funding ecosystem is going to be a little cyclical depending on the year. You know, some companies could be, be raising, you know, large, large amounts of capital, things like that. But just kind of the numbers I have in front of me, you know, back in 2008, we issued just roughly seven, a little over seven million in credits. And, you know, that's, like I said, this year up to, you know, 14, almost 15 million in credits. So obviously mm-hmm. see the amount of credits issue growing, um, you know, obviously with that, you're, that means you're seeing more investment in the company. So I think we see things grow, but I mean, it can ebb and flow. Um, like I said, I've been doing this for six years and, you know, the amount of credits we issue each year, it, it's it, it's going to fluctuate depending on kind of what companies are doing. You know, obviously the portfolio is growing. Back in 2005, there was, you know, zero companies certified. Now we have 240. So, you know, in the last you know, I guess kind of again, going back to 2010, we had 125 companies certified. And obviously companies are going to kind of drop in and out depending on kind of where they're at. But now we're up to 240. So I think right there just shows there's just a lot more companies that are certified into this program that are out there looking for capital. And that number is, you know, continuing to grow every year. So it will have companies drop out because, you know, maybe they'll have an exit or they'll fail or whatever. But, you know, the number of companies we have in the portfolio is growing on a year by year. Yeah, it's growing substantially. Um, You know, I'm curious, can small businesses use this tax credit when they pitch? Because a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, particularly startups, seed companies are very focused on raising money. And I work with a lot of companies who are very fixated on the pitch, right? Pitching to various investors. Is this something they can use as part of their pitch? Yeah, no. So I'd say we see, you know, most of the companies that are certified into the program, you know, when they're pitching, they're going to mention that they've been been qualified as a new business venture. So I'd say that's pretty common to have that in the pitch deck. You know, and I kind of with that, a lot of our best, I'd say, referral sources are is, you know, maybe for some reason, a company hasn't kind of been sent our way via our network and they start talking to investors, I'd say pretty early on in those conversations with investors, you know, if it's not in their pitch deck, they're probably going to get asked that question. And if they don't know what the program is or they'll have it applied for it, you know, that investor or group of investors is going to, I'd say, generally introduce the company to myself or someone else on my team. Well, so it makes you look more sophisticated as potential company to be invested in if you know about the program and have already thought through some of the angles for your potential investors. Yeah, and we spend a lot of time, you know, at 
pitch events or mentor swarms, you know, whatever you want to call it as well, you know, from our team perspective. So, you know, we're spending a lot of time with the different accelerators in the state or at the different, you know, conferences, events. So we're out there a lot, you know, listening to the pitches and, you know, introducing ourselves to companies as well. Well, yeah. so are these pitch events typically how companies find you or well, what are the outreach methods? Yeah, so I'd say, you know, the the way that companies find us, it's going to be kind of multiple ways. So, you know, events is definitely going to be a place, you know, we're going to be, you know, myself or someone else from our team, I'd say WDC is going to have a, we're going to be a presence at any, hopefully most, or if not all, you know, entrepreneurial events in Wisconsin, a lot of them are going to have booths. So people kind of find us from that way. Uh, and then we get a lot of introductions just kind of from from the ecosystem, right? So other entrepreneurs that have done this, investors, uh, accountants, lawyers, you know, people that are out in the ecosystem, you know, we get a lot of introductions that way. And then honestly, you know, some people might just find us, right? Like, you know, I guess if someone's not at, at an event or maybe kind of new to the ecosystem and they just are out there, you know, Googling or kind of looking on their own for resources for entrepreneurship, you know, they'll find us, they'll find our team and we'll just, you know, cold email or call us just, you know, from our website. So, I mean, that happens as well. So, I mean, I read really how we're found is kind of those ways, I think, you know, many ways, but I'd say the most of them come from kind of our network, right? Those service providers, us being at events, investors, mm -hmm. you know, other entrepreneurs, things like that. Where optimally do you see this program headed longer term? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really, um, you know, to be determined. I mean, as we talked about, you know, at the beginning, it's a statutory program. So any changes that need to be made are going to have to go through, you know, the elected officials. So, you know, at this point, I think the program is there. It's working, doing what it's, it's meant to do. But, you know, as entrepreneurs, investors, you know, people in the ecosystem, if they think there's changes that need to be made or, or tweaks that need to be made, it's really going to be kind of up to them or people in the, the ecosystem to kind of work with, you know, both WDC and the legislative officials to, to kind of see where it needs to go. So hopefully from my perspective, it will just, you know, continue to grow and we'll see more, more companies into the program and more investment received by those companies. Well, it sounds like a great program and it's great to hear that more and more companies are benefiting from it. So if there are investors or startup companies listening who would like to learn more or think they might be qualified what's the process look like sure yeah generally how the process is going to work is you know someone's going to either reach out to myself or you know someone else on my team uh or you know there's gonna be an introduction made like as i said from you know one of those other people in our ecosystem and really the the best thing to do is you know when you kind of reach out to us or get that introduction made is just send us send us some information that kind of what you're doing. So if you have a pitch deck or an executive summary, or, you know, maybe even a business plan, you know, sending that over to, to myself or, you know, someone else on my team, just kind of a good starting point. Then at that point, you know, I'll generally, you know, set up a call or a meeting um, with the company uh, just so I can ask questions based off of what I've learned from what was sent over, you know, answer questions they might have about the program, about the application process, things like that. And, you know, at that point we'll, we'll go into an application. So we'll send them an application and kind of go from there. So, I mean, really the best thing to do is just reach out to us and reaching out to us with information is definitely helpful just so we can kind of wrap our heads around kind of what you're doing as a company. Cause as we talked about a little bit here is, you know, the program is statutory in nature. So there is going to be, you know, certain things that the company's going to need to uh, certain boxes that they'll need to check off to be able to be qualified via the statute. 
Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's clear that you're working very closely with a number of other programs in the state. And so uh, I loved what you said earlier about that you have conversations, but maybe even if they're not a great fit for this program, you are actively engaged in helping them navigate what sometimes can be kind of confusing pathwork of different agencies and programs. So it sounds like even if they're not the right fit, you'll try to help them find a good fit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's well said. I mean, that's what we're here for. So if you think you're a fit, contact me. If you don't think you're a fit, contact me because, you know, that's what I'm here for. So obviously, you know, I'm here to, to manage this program and, you know, work, you know, help companies apply. But, you know, another part of my role is also to, to try to find, you know, other resources, whether that's a resource that we have at WDC or, you know, connect with one of our partners. So, you know, my goal in every business that I talk to is, you know, if, you know, hopefully they'll be a fit for one of our programs, but if they're not, you know, can leave them with something that will help them on their journey forward. So, you know, yeah, my role is not just to, to work on these programs, it's also to help, you know, entrepreneurs kind of find find the right fit for something that might help help them move their business forward. So, yeah, I mean, all calls are welcome. You know, I'm happy to talk to anyone and, you know, hopefully at the end of the conversation, we'll, we'll find a fit either WDC program wide uh, with a WDC program or, you know, make a connection to a partner or someone else that, you know, we think can help them on their journey. Well, I know we've been talking about the Qualified New Business Venture Tax Credit, which is one of the programs, the key programs you work with. But before we started our interview, you mentioned there's a couple of other programs that you also administer. And I'd love to hear for a couple minutes to you to share a little more about those. Yeah, sure. So like I said, um, yeah, like you said, we spent a lot of time talking about QMBV, and that is just kind of one of three programs uh, that I manage that are directly looking to work with uh, the early stage technology-based companies. So just very quickly kind of go over the other two programs that are kind of uh, companions to this or looking to kind of build on the QMBV is we have a program which is called the Technology Development Loan Program, and that's WDC's uh, Venture Debt Fund. So we have a, a fund where we invest alongside the angel and venture fund investors that might be investing to get the, the QMBV tax credit. So we invest, you know, roughly, say, five to five and a half million generally each year out of this fund. Do investments from 100000 to 750000 We're really going to drive to our amount in a few ways. So the first way we're going to determine how much we can put into the funding round is going to be the stage of business. So a company that's, uh, you know, pre-revenue uh, looking to kind of develop a product, we can do up to, to $250,000. $250,000, a company that's, you know, kind of at the stage where they're, you know, ready to launch the product, ready to, um, you know, kind of get the first revenue or kind of, or have got their first revenue, we can put up to 500000 into the into the deal. And then a company that's in that growth stage. So we've seen, you know, multiple years of uh, sustainable growth. Uh, you know, seeing that hockey stick start to form, we can put in up to 750000 And then the other way we're going to drive to our amount is we're not going to be the full funding round. So we want to participate alongside those other investors. So for every dollar we put in, uh, looking for $4 in match capital. So just maybe a simple example, a company comes to us, they're looking to raise $500,000. Uh, how it would work is we would be a hundred thousand of that five hundred thousand, and then the other four hundred would come from those angel venture fund investors. So usually we're participating kind of 20, 25 percent of the funding round. Uh, so that's that's kind of the first program that we have. Like I said, it's a venture venture debt program. 
So what that is, it's a loan that's going to be repaid. You know, kind of from a term standpoint, we do a 6% interest rate, uh, 2% origination fee, and then we'll look to look at repayment structure around kind of what the cash flow of the business looks like. Uh, but usually we'll do a seven-year term on our note, and it can be kind of made up of for a, a deferral period, an interest-only period, a principal and interest period. Um, we'll kind of look at that when we're looking at the deal. And then the other thing we do for our loans is we'll ask for a portion of that loan to be able to be converted into equity. So uh, let's say generally 20% of the, the loan will look to have the ability to convert into equity in lieu of principal and interest payment. So that's kind of the first program. I don't know if you have any quick questions on that. I'm just curious, what do you do with the equity once you have it in the program? That, that's interesting. Yeah, so that's something we've been doing for a few years. Um, really, I mean, look into, you know, I guess take advantage of any upside and cycle the, the funds kind of back into the program to continue to make, make investments. So that's really what we're looking to do with that. It's really a way for us to look at de-risking the portfolio a little bit overall. Hmm. That's a very interesting program as well. And you said there's a third one too. Yeah. So the third program we have, we'll just talk quickly. It's a pilot program that we've, we just, just did it during the COVID crisis. So worked with our board of directors to, to come up with this pilot program. So in this program, we're actually looking to do near equity investments. So we're doing $50,000 uh, investments and that's going to be via safe instrument, a simple agreement for future equity. Similar kind of protocols there is, like I said, we can do up to 50,000, uh, looking for the same 200,000 in match. So same four to one match. So we want to participate alongside another 200,000. But the other thing we're looking for is at least 50,000 of that match to become be coming from uh, one of the venture funds to so a qualified venture fund. Uh, have to be a QMBV company to, to qualify this program. At this point, can't have an active technology development loan to do it. Uh, so this is something that, like I said, we're kind of testing the waters with. We're calling it, it's a pilot program that we're doing for this fiscal year. Uh, we've got 500000 looking to do, you know, roughly ten fifty thousand dollars $50,000 safe investments. You know, I'm curious uh, what mechanisms there are to help companies look for that other matching money. I, I just know having worked with a bunch of entrepreneurs and been part of startups that, just finding those institutional investors or high net worth individuals is really challenging. What advice would you give to companies or what help do you offer in terms of helping them get ready to be more effective to raise that matching money and to find the right places? Because you could you can pitch to a lot of people, but oftentimes I see entrepreneurs and they're because I don't know any better, just throwing things against a wall and hoping something sticks as opposed to really understanding the right fit, the right investor fit for their their business model. Yeah, so definitely, um, you know, try to help in, in any way that we can, uh, you know, always willing to, you know, listen to someone's pitch, you know, give give some feedback back on that. Uh, we also, a group that we work, you know, really closely with, um, which I know you had Tom on your show before, but the Wisconsin Tech Council, uh, one of the, the after one of the parts of their organization is the Wisconsin Investor Network. So we, you know, I always try to connect, you know, entrepreneurs into that group and they can talk to Brahm over there at the Investor Network just so he can, you know, give them some feedback on the pitch. Uh, you know, he's always you know, he could be a resource to, to give them an idea of some investors uh, that might be a fit for what they're doing, right? Because as you said, you know, it, it can be tough to get in front of investors. 
And also a lot of investors are going to have, you know, they're going to have a focus on what they want to invest in, whether that's an angel. Absolutely. So you need to make sure, you know, you need to make sure, you know, if your, you, your company's doing X, but the fund that you, uh, you know, are talking to wants to invest in a company doing Z, it's just not going to be a, a fit from a, from a strategic standpoint or a thesis standpoint from the fund, right? And that could be stage of business, that could be type of business, it could be many things. So, you know, like I said, I'd like to connect companies over to the Wisconsin Investor Network just so they can have a conversation there. Uh, always encourage companies to to pitch, you know, as, as much as they can, right? So, uh, you know, make sure you get out there. Uh, you know, there's, like I said, there's events across the different, you know, the Tech Council puts on a couple of different events each year or, three events each year where there's opportunities to get in front of, you know, businesses slash investors. So I always encourage companies to, to do that and apply, you know, to take part in that stuff. Um, you know, just kind of look at every opportunity, you know, I know throughout the state, you know, something I'm involved with here in Madison, uh, which we're only doing it virtually once a month now, but generally do it once a week. There's uh, an organization called 1 million cups, which gives an entrepreneur uh, every Wednesday morning, the opportunity to, to pitch what they're doing. So, you know, encourage people to do that. There's other, you know, other communities throughout the state have, you know, 1 million cups or different type of things like that where, you know, you can pitch. So it's just, you know, I try to make, like I said, connections to the right resources uh, to hopefully, you know, get them to investors, get them in front of investors, and also just try to encourage them to, you know, be willing to go out there and, and pitch their business, take that feedback and, you know, continually refine it. So. Uh, that's great advice. And, it's great to know that there's a source of, of help because my experience has been almost everywhere you go, there is a wealth of resources, but finding them and finding the ones that make sense for your business, it's, it's often really difficult. So it's great to know that they have a good source or several good sources. So, but just before we wrap up, Joey, What's the best way for people to reach you or those on your team if they just want to shoot the breeze or they want to see if one of your programs is the right fit or maybe just need some help navigating the system? Yeah, so, I mean, best way to, to reach myself or someone on our team is just, you know, yeah, give me a call, shoot me an email. Like I said, always kind of here to talk to people. So I know on, I guess on the web, just looking on the website, my phone number's not on there. Um, so you can call me at any point. My email's not on the website, but there is just like a general, you know, contact WDC email form that goes into our CRM system that will come to, to myself and my team. So yeah, I mean, the best way is just, yeah, give me a call or, or contact me via email. And like I said earlier, you know, that's what we're here for myself and our team is to, to talk to anyone kind of at any point. So Full nine email is always open to, to have a conversation to see if you're fit for, for something that we're doing at WDC or, you know, see if we can find a fit for you via, you know, a partner or another resource throughout the state. Are you willing to share the contact information? No, I'm yeah. willing. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, from a phone number standpoint, my phone number is 608-210-6871. Uh, an email would just be my first name dot last name at wedc.org so yeah happy to share that out and anyone that's listening that you know wants to have a conversation you know that's that's why we're here today is hopefully to to reach out to to people that are they're looking to to engage with us so excellent well that's our show for this week joey thanks so much for being with us this week i really appreciate your time um and all of your insights it was a delight having you on the show 
Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a delight to be here. I always, you know, enjoy talking about kind of what we're doing and, and what's going on in Wisconsin. So happy to be here and happy to, to come back another time. Folks, we've been talking this week with Joey Frain, the Investment Technology Manager with the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. And we've been talking about the WEDC, as it's called, some of its programs, and in particular, something called the Wisconsin Qualified New Business Venture Tax Credit. You can find more helpful information and resources on my website, which is globalocityservicesplural.com. There's a library there of blogs, tools, podcasts, and other resources for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Because the show is for you, my listeners, my door is also always open. I welcome your comments, your questions, your suggestions, or if you just want to shoot the breeze, feel free to email me at dnagel, N-A-G-E-L, at lakesplural, lakesradio.org, and I promise I will respond. Now, be sure to join me again next Saturday at 11 Central, noon Eastern. We'll have another great guest and topic. But until then, I'm Doris Nagel, wishing you happy entrepreneuring. Mm-hmm.